there, it's Betsy Foldesmyman of Connectipod, and today we are going to follow up with one of our very first reporters. She's graduated high school this summer, Angelica Benitez, otherwise known as Angie B. We're also going to include her in this year's Changing the Narrative. Our focus is refugee, asylee, and first-generation youth this year, and we're calling this season Awantate, from the Spanish word aguantar which means to endure. And I'm sure that my accent is really awful, but I will endure. And we got this title from talking with Angie and her family. Awantate has the connotation of suck it up, and you'll hear this Spanish word in exaggerated tones from frustrated moms. But when you say it to yourself, it has the feeling of hold on. Always serious and always curious, she reported on anything that captured her imagination through the years like rescue roaches, with tiny cameras affixed to their tiny heads. On our Changing the Narrative page for Season 4, you can hear 10-year-old Angie report on La Bestia, the insanely dangerous freight train system used by unaccompanied minors on their journey from South America, Central America, and through Mexico. She was concerned for children that looked like her. As you will hear in just a second, Angie's sense of social justice and belief in the power of narrative have only deepened. Angie has been through a lot, but she definitely endures. So I'm very excited today because we're speaking with Angie Benitez, otherwise known as Angie B. (laughs) (laughs) And so you have been reporting with us since you were how old? Oh, about eight or nine years old. Nine years old, I think. And how old are you now? I'm 18. <laughs> <laughs> Decade-long reporter. I think you get a little gold star, right? <clears throat> so you went to Kennedy? Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And then you moved to? Wichita, Kansas. Mm-hmm. And I went to Wichita East High School for my junior year. Right now, I'm taking classes community college here in Selmar at Ellie Mission College with the intention of transferring directly to a UC or a CSU. And my plans are to go to CSUN. I want to study animation, specifically pre-production, like storyboarding and script writing. It's the, what is it, the California Promise? Explain what that program is. Uh, Yes, it's the Los Angeles College District program. It's called the LA College Promise, which help students that are fresh out of high school and want to enroll at community college. They have to enroll full-time with 12 credits or more, and it basically guarantees two years of free tuition and a guaranteed transfer to a UC or a CSU. So you were heading on one track and you were at Kennedy, and then with pandemic and all the pressures there, you moved? Yes, we had to move. I was in the medical magnet at, at Kennedy High School when I first came in, I wanted to be a dentist. I wanted to be in the medical field. But I think after taking several courses and I realized I'm not cut out for blood, I'm not. <laughs> I, I knew right away like, oh, wow, it's a, it's a great career. I want to help people. I want to be talking to people, communicating with people, but maybe not in this field. And I began taking some graphic design courses on the side. I became familiarized with Adobe productivity and elements of design and things like that. And I realized, I think I'm more geared towards this and I think I can make something with this. The pandemic hit and after several months at home, the things got tight and we realized uh, we reached out to my relatives in Kansas and they told us, you know, things work different around here and perhaps it's going to allow some leeway for you to recover and maybe hopefully like return back to California or you probably might like it and stay here and start something new. 
And we moved October of 2020. And for nine months, we stayed at, at Wichita. And finally, we decided the West Coast is the best coast. <laughs> and came back here to, to LA. The first few months, the first few weeks were very hard because it's it's a completely different culture, kind of, and you feel very out of place, a little out of touch. And I missed the city life. I missed the, the noise. What people over there thought was unpleasant was actually very pleasant to me. They're like, oh, you know, we don't like the, 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 the pollution. Oh, we don't like the, the noise or, oh, you can't see the sky over there. Well, here I can see too much sky. It's making me dizzy. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting, right? Because when you went there, instead of feeling safer, you felt unsafe. Yes, right? yes. It's a lot more rural in Wichita, and the neighborhood that we got was, it was a little farther out from the actual city. So it's quieter, it's, um, it's lonelier, it's a little more forgotten, I guess. And it's, I would, it was very much unsafe, unsafe. A lot of sketchy people, the sketchy side of the neighborhood. And overall, it, it, we missed that urban sense because here, for example, a lot of people say that Pacoima is very unsafe and oh, that's the sketchy side of town. It's very seedy. And I'm like, and I like to contradict that saying, despite all that, we're still such a tight knit community. We help out each other and we're very close with each other. And we represent saying that, hey, we're not all, we're not what you think we are. We're pioneers, you know, and a lot of great people have come from this side of the valley and from this side of the city. There's still a lot of stuff that people don't know about Pacoima that is very, that I think they should know because it's so much greater than what they think they know about it. When you say pioneers, what do you mean? By saying pioneers, I think of, of artists, for example, like Levi Ponce. I noticed that uh, him, his father was one of the first people to beautify Pacoima, you know, seeing everybody almost grew up with their murals, their artwork and in restaurants, on sites, on street walls, on everything. And, and what I began to notice is that a lot of people over the years started doing the same things with their cities too, you know. Um, and the murals are really the, the, the moment, Yes, right? the, the murals started <laughs> taking off and I, and I said, you know, I saw where that started, you know. I, I know that we did it. I don't want to say we did it first, but I know we, it picked up here and people saw and wanted to take it to where they are. Yeah, yeah. When we did uh, the Pacoima changing the narrative, there was Luz Rivas. There's a real moment for women, Latina women especially, right mm -hmm. now in Pacoima in governmental positions and leadership positions. Yes. You have Pacoima Beautiful, which is beautifying and fighting mm -hmm. a lot of the pollution. Yes. Right? And then, and then the art. The art is like off the hook up here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love it up here. What, what kind of stories do you want to tell with oh, your art? Yes. I, my biggest thing is I want to tell stories. Storytelling is a very vital part of my culture, of Latino people. And it's everywhere you sit. For example, you sit down at a dinner table and everybody has a story to tell, whether it be an anecdote or um, that they have, whether it's a legend that they came up with or a story that has been passed down from generations. Storytelling is very vivid and it's what guides us and it's how we learn from each other too, where, oh, everybody had puts in a little bit of what they know and we create something so much bigger and 
it carries a message, whether of unity, whether of uh, conflict too, because everybody has their own side of a story. I want to do that too, through an audiovisual medium, because everybody learns and sees things differently. And I want to make sure that my message gets across, a message, a message gets across through different ways. You can see it visually, you can hear it, and you can interpret it your own way. Mm -hmm. uh, I mainly want to work in uh, a little thing geared towards children's animation, uh, maybe the edu educational. I, I want to see myself working at for PBS probably, it's something that I grew up with because children, children are sponges, they absorb everything. And it's the, those years, you know, of maybe from, let's say from pre-K to, to 10 or to eight, it's what's going to shape them for the future. And I want to be part of that too. Oh, I'm so excited, <laughs> I'm so excited for you, okay. I always loved your pieces because they were all so thoughtful and they were all so different. Like your range of interests was, <laughs> you know, from putting a camera on a roach to, <laughs> to La Bestielle, yeah. to book reports of books that you love. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite things that you did was with Guide Dogs of, uh, of America, because when we started doing this, I would bring you guys the ideas and you would pick which one you want right. but that was the first one that you said hey I want to do this and then yes. you produced it yes I, I think it, it just came out naturally I wasn't even really thinking about it but I took from what I knew or from what I had experienced and I thought that I think I want to share this too and that's also what I want to translate over to my work too where Things that I have gone through, I want to let other people see and let other people know and hear, saying, I've, I've been there, I've done that, and you're not alone. Sometimes there are moments in life where you are experiencing something that you think no one else can understand or no one else knows how to interpret, but there are seven billion, nine billion people here on this earth and everybody has something to say and we are not alone and I want to express that saying if my experience is helpful to you it's there for you. At 12 you went out and you contacted Guide Dogs of America cold right and you got them to do two things one was send over all of the exercises so that people could relate to being blurry. Yes. Do you remember that? Yes, I remember. <laughs> yeah. So what were some of the exercises? I forget. Uh, some of them were uh, using the cones, egg cartons to simulate tunnel vision because when you would put them on, you would only be able to see like a pinpoint of light in, in front of you. Right. So they'd have an understanding. And then the second time they came back, it was the guide dog and the guide dog trainer. Mm -hmm. And she proceeded to do a, a presentation but then unplanned, you hopped in and started translating. Yes, because I realized like, oh, okay, most of the people here are Spanish speaking and may not understand what they're listening to. So there was no translator. We didn't have one on site. And I said, okay, you know, but <laughs> we have to do what we have to do. Yeah, and at 12, you do, you handled that whole thing and it was beautiful. And people were coming up to us afterwards going, who was that? <laughs> Well, it's our 12-year-old reporter, Angie. And, and then you interviewed them afterwards. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So, but all of those, that whole thing has all the elements of what you want to do, of storytelling, mm -hmm. of relating to experiences that might not be firsthand. Yes. Yeah, and reaching out beyond your comfort zone. Definitely. Yeah. I see you applying it to how you're doing this now. <laughs> it's a very sensible path to go through the 
California Promise with schools because then you can get all of your GEs out of the way. Yes. I was looking for a way that was going to be as economic as possible. I had reached out. I was planning to, some of my biggest schools were to go to JP Catholic in Escondido, California, because it was a, it was a private animation college. And I was reaching out there and I would have to pay a, a lot of, from my, from, from my income to attend there. I reached out to San Francisco Academy of Arts. It was also private and I realized I was too far. So I looked around and for options and I found a, a pathway that is flexible and is accommodates to my lifestyle and to how I want to learn because I want to take things my pace, my way, and it might seem slower than, than other people's, but there are going to be steps that I can manage and that I can move forward in. So pragmatic, but <laughs> I, I am so impressed with you, Angie, as always. <laughs> wow. Well, good luck. And thank you so much for everything that you have done with Connected Art and before that with the GMP. And, yes. and we just we just love you and we're rooting for you. Thank you. And I want to thank you, too, and Andrea for, for being there for us children there and for always opening the door to journalism and for self-expression and for letting us speak our voices and share stories that from a children's point of view because i think everybody children teenagers always as the, the back burner you know like okay oh we'll, we'll get your input later or oh yeah we'll 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 see we'll, we'll take into consideration or okay you know not right now it's always putting the children and teenagers out on the sidelines sometimes and not letting them speak out or share or open up a new point of view. And you two did that for us, oh, you know. It's, oh. <laughs> it's something amazing because had we had that option not been available to us, I would have never known about journalism. I would have never shared stories. I would have never opened out and communicated and gone, gone out with my community and said, hey, I want to interview you, um, <laughs> Michael Garces, or, oh, yes, with you, with Corners, Cornerstone Theater Company. Oh, that's right. Yes. Cornerstone Theater Company, you interviewed them too. Mm -hmm. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for all that. I mean, you just, you bear out everything that we think about you, that if we let you do your thing, <laughs> you'll bring it. Yes. <laughs> and all we have to do is watch. <laughs> Thank you, Angie. Thank you. We love you, Angie. We're so proud of you. And we can't wait to hear your stories and see your vision come alive. Anyone in the media arts out there, if you need a fabulous intern, feel free to contact us at connectapod.net or 818-471-6131. Thanks for listening.